Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. We want to live a meaningful and confident life, but don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift up those that matter most in your life. In this podcast, we'll leave no stone unturned as to what it takes to get out of your comfort zone and step into living a strong, confident, and high-performing life. We'll focus on the topics that matter most for helping you develop into the man you were made to be. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Paschkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at in your journey, remember that you're made for more. I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive into today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. Hey there, guys. Welcome to today's show. Uh, excited to talk about how to train when you're not feeling your best. And you can't expect to be feeling and performing at 100% each and every day. Just not possible. Some days you're just not feeling your best. And instead of throwing in the towel on those days and letting your health slip, finding a way to still make the most of your training can create incredible momentum in your health and your confidence over time. Today, I'll be talking about how to modify your training when you're not feeling your best. And by doing so, you'll be able to still make great progress towards your goals, even when you go through periods of time where you're feeling less than optimal. And no matter how much we try and work around it, you just can't max out every day and push your body to 100%. And when I say max out, that might be maxing out in the gym. That might be maxing out with a given lift, going for a PR. But a lot of times that can just be maxing out in terms of your intensity, your mental intensity. And whatever the reason you have to know that life happens. Things are going to come up that are going to create potentials for setback. It might be you get sick. It might be that your body feels more achy or sore than usual. You get a bad night's sleep. Your nutrition is off. You've been traveling. Or you end up working later than you wanted to. And I get it. All these things that can come up outside of our control. These are things that are not directly within our control. But these can make training one of the last things you want to be doing. And those are the days, though, when it's so important to push through mentally and physically. And I want to talk quickly on my evolution of my training because this is something that historically I've really uh, fallen, fallen victim to in terms of trying to push through periods when I probably should be, should be resting and trying to work through some of these setbacks that actually ended up creating more stress and were negative ways to working around that. And when I used to encounter any of these things that I talked about of feeling sick, being more sore, not sleeping well, or maybe was traveling, I would still force through and stick to whatever was programmed out no matter what. And some days that led to me just crashing and burning because I was trying to max out after traveling and sleeping for four hours and not moving well. And then all of a sudden Monday morning would come though still and uh, Jim would be calling and whatever was on prescription that day, that's what I would follow. And that's something that is not always the answer. When we have these other things coming in outside of our lives, 
things that we can't directly control, then we have to be smart about how we're approaching our training. And over time, I realized that this was no longer productive and no longer effective either. It was something that was actually moving me further away from my goals versus bringing me closer to them. And instead of completely resting on these days, I didn't take the opposite extreme either. Now that I've learned more, I've adapted a a non-negotiable yet flexible schedule in my training. So what I mean by that is no matter what, I'll be doing something. If I, unless it's planned a complete rest day, which the only complete rest day I tend to have would be on Sundays, uh, unless it's that complete rest day, I know that I'm going to be training in some capacity that day. Now, if I had a heavy lifting schedule and my body was trash from work or sleep or whatever else might have come up, then I might not follow through on lifting heavy that day, but that doesn't mean I'm going to skip training altogether. Still going to be doing something, but listening to my body in terms of what it needs. And the funny thing is, is that when you take this approach, there are times where you'll feel even better than, than you thought you would once you get started. And there's been times where I've been dragging into the gym. I start lifting. I'm like, oh, I'm just, it's going to be a bad day. I'm just going to get through it. And all of a sudden, the weights feel, feel light. They feel like they're moving effortlessly. And on those days, take advantage of it. If you start getting into that momentum, just go with it. Now, the other side of it, I've also had times where I think I'm feeling really great going in. And then for whatever reason, it's just not my day. And in those days, too, you have to have the humility to be able to pull back on that. And when, I, when you can take this approach, this more flexible approach, but still working on something, you can still make progress every single day. And some days that's going to be physical progress. There's physical benefits we know with training, but some days it's going to be more mental as well. And I'm always trying to move forward without risking overtraining or burning out. So you want to find that balance of, okay, how do I keep moving forward? How do I keep progressing? But how do I avoid feeling burnt out or setting myself up for something uh, like an injury or something that can occur that will set you back even further. So let's talk today about some practical steps for how to train when you're not feeling your best. And I'll talk through some of the common examples mentioned earlier with some tips for sticking to your training despite not feeling your best. So the first one let's talk about is if you're short on time. So this one, very common, not, not uncommon at all in today's world to feel short on time or to actually be short on time. And in these cases, first thing when you're short on time is get creative. So you have to get creative with, you might not be able to drive to the gym and uh, go through your normal routine, but there's probably something at home, like your own body weight or something you have that you can still get to something. You can get outside. You might be able to do something outside versus being at the gym. Uh, You might have to get creative with the intensity or how you're structuring your workout to make sure that you're being as effective as you can. Second piece when you're short on time is focus on full body movements. So don't get caught up in isolation stuff. If you're really pressed for time, full body movements is the way to go. You'll get a lot of bang for your buck that way, and you'll make sure that you're maximizing the time that you have. And lastly, if time is the issue, think of doing a three-movement AMRAP. And AMRAP, for those that aren't familiar in the, the CrossFit, the conditioning world, means as many rounds as possible. So in this example, so three-movement AMRAP, you would pick a time. So say you only have five minutes available. You're like, I can only train for five minutes today. You're going to pick three of those movements. And let's take the full body example, a squat, a push up, a sit up. So you're going to say, I'm going to do 
five push-ups, 10 sit-ups, 15 squats. I'm going to do that as many times as I can in five minutes. And you just keep cycling through, count your rounds, and then you know in five minutes you're done. And that's a great way when you know you're pressed for time to make sure that you're keeping it within that, that time limit, but you're still maximizing the use of it. So second reason that uh, second thing where in terms of how to train when you might not be feeling your best is you might just be tired or straight up exhausted. <laughs> I've been there plenty. And in these cases, you have a couple options of, of how to best approach this. So first, you can keep the workout the same, but throttle back on the intensity. So this is what I talked about earlier when sometimes I'll go to the gym, say I have you know, six different, six different lifting movements I want to do might keep the structure the same, the same rep scheme, the same everything, but lighten up on the loads, lighten up on the weights that I'm doing for it or lighten up on the intensity in some degree. It might be if you have a, a three mile run scheduled, do the three miles, but throttle back the pace a little bit. You maybe even run, walk a little bit if your body's not feeling up for it. Second option within this is you can keep the intensity high, but shorten up the time. So say I uh, wanted to say it was a heavy lifting day or a you know, more of an interval type run day, still push those intervals, maybe try working up to a, a heavier, uh, heavier weight or heavier uh, option, but cut back a little bit on the, on the overall volume, the overall time of the workout to keep the intensity high, but to uh, limit the time that you're doing it. And this is something that I wouldn't necessarily recommend every day. Uh, you want to pay attention when you are feeling drained, exhausted. That's usually a sign from your body that you're not recovering well or other things such as sleep, stress management, those other things that we've talked about in the past. So this is not recommended necessarily do every single day, but this is a good option if say you only have, that was the only day that week you're working out and you knew there was more coming in the, in the following days where you weren't going to be working out, then maybe you can push that intensity. So last thing, if you're, straight up exhausted, switch it up, focus on recovery. Things like walking yoga or something similar can be really effective in these cases to make sure that you're still doing something. But the key here is just to be moving, not to go, it's tempting to go home on the couch, open up a bag of chips or something and, and sit there. But you want to make sure that you replace it with some movement. doesn't have to be anything crazy here. There's some days where I'll do a five minute walk and five minute mobility flow sequence just to, to, get some kind of movement in because the body feels so much better after. And it's funny on those days. And when I'm not pressed for time is that I usually end up doing more once I just get started with that. So next thing that can come up is maybe you've been traveling and travel can be an interesting one because we're, we're usually sitting more, you're stuck on a plane or you're stuck in a car. You're probably sitting more, your nutrition's not the same. Your sleep's not the same, especially if you're crossing over any time zones, the routine's just a little different. So in these cases, a couple of recommendations I have is first bookend your travel with exercise and uh, to go into more detail on that would say at, at the start of your vacation, your travel, whatever it is, make sure that you're exercising and right when you get back, make sure you're doing something. And again, I still want you to apply all the things that we've already been talking about. This doesn't have to be a, a kill yourself type workout. This doesn't have to be anything crazy, but make sure you're doing some kind of movement or exercise before you leave. Ideally, maybe even the day of if you can, even if it's super early, a little something. And then when you get back, get back and get right into something. Do some kind of movement or workout that makes you feel good. And while you're actually traveling and depending on what kind of trip or travel you're on, try and bookend your days with exercise as well. So start the day off with some kind of 
light movement, some stretching, and make sure you're working out at the end of your day as well. And when I say working out, uh, exercise, that can be flexible in terms of what that means. That could be some simple mobility work, could mean going for a walk. Again, get back to being creative in those cases. And lastly, when you're traveling, work with what you got. This is something that if you're in a hotel, you might, they might have a good gym. Some do, some don't have any kind of gym. Work with the body weight. Those same things apply. Just do what you can with what you got. So next thing you might have to train around is if you're sore, achy, or just straight up in pain. And in these cases, make sure to shake up the plan a little bit. Small changes can go a long way in addressing some of these things that come up. And let's take the example of a deadlift, for example. I see a lot of people that enjoy deadlifting. It's a great exercise for building strength, for building muscle, for getting lean. But some people struggle with, say, the conventional deadlift. Their back might be hurting them. In those cases, a simple switch, as simple as going to a sumo stance where you're a little wider with your feet and your upper body is a little more upright, can take a lot of stress off the back in that example. Now, we can use the same thing for a squat. A front squat versus a back squat are going to work different areas. If you're a runner, doing something like stairs instead of running, all these are options if you're sore, achy, or in pain that can be good alternatives to still making sure that you're going to work out in and training without stressing the same areas. So those small adjustments can go a long way. Another, uh, another example in this case is use this as an opportunity for some skill work. And this is something that uh, whether you're a runner, whether you're a lifter, take the time to work on some of the skills involved with that. And this is something in the people that I help program with, the skill work is often overlooked. We don't realize that there is skill in running, there's skill in lifting, technique work, mobility work, some of those things, work on your weaknesses and try and address those things so that these things become uh, less of a long-term lingering issue. And lastly, within this, movement is still key. So if you're in pain, sitting on the couch is not the answer. A walk, if you can do a walk, anything you can do. Get in the water, if you have access to it, a pool, uh, do some swimming, movement is still key. So last thing I want to touch on here in terms of things that you might have to train around, and because it's another common one, is maybe you get sick. And this is, this is a, a tricky one to navigate, and you want to be smart with this one. But in general, there's some general rules of thumb of knowing if it's neck up versus neck down symptoms. So neck up symptoms would be any kind of, say, runny nose, cough, uh, head cold type stuff. Uh, it's probably safe to train, but still keep it at a lighter intensity. And obviously be smart. Don't get any people sick. We're probably listening to this during COVID time. That's a whole separate conversation. I'm talking pre-COVID stuff, regular sickness, that stuff that comes up day to day. The neck down symptoms though would be something that's more flu-like, fever-like, any of those things that are affecting your whole body, leaving your joints achy. Stick with walking or light mobility work only in those cases. When you get sick, your body does want movement. It is important to move your cells, move your body. That can help with speeding things along, but it also wants rest. So make sure to just listen to what it needs and uh, just be, be smart in those cases, but still try and do something in those cases instead of just laying there unless you feel like you absolutely just need sleep. All right, guys. So hopefully that, uh, hopefully that was helpful with some of those specific examples. And let's, let's wrap things up on this one. So remember, there will be plenty of things that life's going to throw your way that are outside of your control that can make it very easy to just throw in the towel. By giving in the temptation to skip on training, though, you're going to risk losing your physical and mental resiliency over time. Instead, focus on getting started and focus on whatever you can prioritize at that time. And yes, this will add up to some of those physical benefits we talked about, but it's really the mental strength and confidence you'll gain from it by not giving in that temptation to skip your training 
still fighting to get better each day. And no matter how small the improvement is, we build mental muscles over time. And by doing this, practicing this consistency, going for better over perfect can go a long way. And I know it's a lot of info. It's a lot of things that are easier said than done in reality. If you're looking for more specific guidance as it relates to your training, join other men getting their physical and mental edge back to reach high levels of performance inside and outside of the gym. And if you need more accountability or a clear plan on your health and fitness goals, check out the Men Made for More coaching program and set up a free strategy session by heading to the link in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening in today, guys, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Men Made for More podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made for More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made for More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.